0: Hey guys, and welcome. I'm life coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. Wanna go to Greece together? No, seriously. How about the spring of 2023? That's right. My favorite yogi Jose Portillo and I are back. We are hosting our first international yoga wellness life coaching retreat in Greece. And you can pre-register to be one of the first people to apply. We are only taking 10 people and I would love for you to be one of them. So to stay in the know, visit www.letscreateyourfate.com and get on that list to apply. See you in Greece. Welcome to today's episode of the Create Your Fate Podcast. I am your host, Life Coach Meg Ellis, and I am back here with my bestie, Elena Dibus, coming in from DC. Hey. What's up? It was much more fun when we were sitting next to each other drinking champagne. <laughs> I know. Champagne is my favorite. You mean in Miami last week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or the last time we recorded a podcast. Oh, that's true. Well, I'm in Austin in a tiny house, um, and there's no champagne, (laughs) So, but go for it, you know? I'm not drinking. (laughs) All right. Well, I know it's like Thursday, right? Um,
1: Once upon a time, I I was a very
0: different person on Thursdays, but that's okay. I mean, back in the college days, Thursdays was like the day. Yes. Oh, how times have changed. (laughs) I know, right? It's a Thursday night. I just spent over an hour trying to figure out how to record a podcast on my computer, as you witnessed for a good 45 minutes of that. (laughs) But um, we're here. You know, um, I am in Austin. SoulCycle had asked me to come. Well, I was coming out here to write my book, and then it actually kind of just like lined up really well with SoulCycle, who needed me to teach... Um, while I'm here. So I was like, yeah, this is perfect. Teach in the mornings, do my thing in the afternoons. And I was on this health kick and decided, (laughs) okay, I'm going to get my Airbnb. right. I'm staying in a tiny house. And I bought all these groceries before. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so healthy. I'm not going to eat out at all. I'm going to not drink at all. I'm I'm here to work and just kind of focus. And I get here and have like salads and fruits and chicken and the house that had advertised a kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. Kitchen. Just be careful when you're on Airbnb. Airbnb do not sponsor us.
1: Just kidding.
0: <laughs> the kitchen, yeah, right. Just kidding. I will take you, please. Um, the kitchen was a Keurig, a microwave, two spoons, and a knife. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> what? So, if you've never eaten rotisserie chicken with a spoon, you just haven't lived. <sighs>
1: Well, I have actually sat in my car before freshly getting a rotisserie chicken from a Costco and just...
0: <laughs> I mean, that's why we have long nails, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't even think I... Like, it was pre-long nail, Elena.
0: Just but going right in.
1: Sometimes you're hungry. It's a great source of protein.
0: Honestly, <laughs> those rotisserie chickens on the way home from the grocery store, I don't think they smell as good ever as they do on the car ride home. <laughs>
1: They don't,
0: they don't yeah, They really don't
1: It's really good at that point in time too
0: <laughs> I know, they're just, I don't know I think you're like hungry at the grocery store So I don't know, I've done it before too I'm not going to judge You know, I really won't um, How's your week going? I saw you, what, two weeks ago in Miami? Two weeks ago in Miami Celebrating your birthday
1: Celebrated my birthday, drank all the champagne Speaking of champagne
0: Lots of champagne, it was good <sighs> It was so much fun. It was potential inspirations to move to Miami. I know. Will we move to Miami? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I know. Um, No, it was fun. It was a good trip. It was it was a good time for my soul. It was just really nice. Totally agree. The massage didn't hurt either. (laughs) Oh no, I forgot about that. That was good. Well, that kind of. You know, things that we were talking about, your friend was there too. And we kind of got started on this topic of conversation that inspired this episode today of just, you know, you take three women, all grew up in three different places, different ages, different body types. I mean, you'd look at any of them and say, you know, you're beautiful, right? What do you have to be insecure about? Mm -hmm. And we sat down... uh, at one of our brunches, you know, with lots of champagne and just talking about just how we all have, everybody has body dysmorphia, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just crazy. So um, thank you for volunteering your services (laughs) for this (laughs) podcast. Um, But I think it's just, you know, it's an episode that I think will resonate with a lot of people and um, it's just something that I, I know I constantly hear in coaching, right? It's just even a little tiny, tiny comments. So I was just wondering, you know, just to start off the conversation of like what is body dysmorphia? What does that meant for you in your life?
1: I think it's directly kind of been associated with a level of happiness and self-confidence. Um, and never being happy with where I am. I could Mm -hmm. be 120 pounds. I could be 180 pounds and at neither place am I going to be happy with myself. Obviously Mm -hmm. I'm not a very tall person. So 180 pounds is not a healthy place to be by any stretch of the imagination, but you can still love yourself, I think, and embrace that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I directly associate my happiness and satisfaction with myself, with my weight, um,
0: and yeah, just how I feel. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think that's how a lot of. And I'm sure this pertains to men too. I don't want to, um, you know, generalize it to just one particular group of people. Um, I primarily coach women. I primarily hang out with, you know, a lot of my friends are women, so um, I think a lot of people especially women do feel that way, that same way. Um, And it's just so interesting because like you said, you could be 120 pounds, right? You have this goal weight. Oh my gosh, this I'll be happy when syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. Of I'll be happy when I hit 120 pounds. And then what happens when when you hit it?
1: Yeah, I feel like when you hit it, you're still like, oh, but look at this pooch or look at the, my arms or, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's like, you're hyper focused on, on different, I don't know, whatever part of your body you're not happy with. And for different people, it, it, you know, means different things. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think what was interesting too, when we were talking about this at lunch was that I never realized that my friend was dealing with this. Mm -hmm. Um, and I always enjoyed being around her because, or like, you know, obviously she's my friend. (laughs) um, Like I enjoy it. We lived together. We were roommates for a period of time and I was always like, Oh, she's so healthy. Like it inspires me to eat healthy and particular about, you know, whatever she puts in her body. So I always was like, this is so great. It's a great influence for me to be around. And then I had no idea. So to find that out was, you know, I always just thought she was regimented Mm -hmm. and, like we kind of discussed too, it came from a place of control, Um, Mm -hmm. not just necessarily feeling like you need to look for me. I don't, I don't find that my, maybe the way that I feel about how I look comes from a place of control, but obviously like when you're in control, you have, you're better able to keep track of, you know,
0: what you put in your body. Right. How you exercise, Mm -hmm. you know. Whatever, uh, yeah, I, I think that is it's a big thing. I don't, I'm not going to say it's for everybody that, but that is definitely one reason. Um, if everything else is in your world, like if shit's hitting the fan, mm-hmm. it's like that's the one thing that you can control. Like, oh, I can control what I eat. I can control how much I work out. You know, so I I do I definitely do think there's a direct correlation to that. Um, I'd be curious to see what really kind of honing in on the root of the problem of if you identify it as control, what yeah, that would yeah. do, you know, versus just, I mean, it, it could resonate in other areas of your life too. Um, But you said it's not control for you. So what do you think that you're, if you could identify a root of the problem, what would, what would you say? That's a good question. I think it's maybe, you know, we
1: grew up in a time where very thin was the look and, I have never been very thin. I've always been muscular or, I don't know, call it whatever you want. Athletic, maybe.
0: More recently, apparently curvy. (laughs) Curvy, Um, Yeah, I get called curvy quite a lot. The occasional thick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thick. Thick.
0: Uh, (laughs) With two C's. (laughs) I mean, I don't hate it, but.
1: (laughs) Right, but like. I feel like this can all mean so many different things. And I have always been an athletic person, but like I always had a short waist and a big rib cage and I never knew how to like, I just was never comfortable with Mm -hmm. trying, like, you know, other girls in high school would look one way. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't Mm -hmm. really have boobs. I don't really have hips. I don't really, you know, what, where, what, what do I look at to, as like a, I don't know, a role model, but like Mm -hmm. all you see was skinny. So I think it's just like being self-conscious about my outward appearance. And I mean, I've gained and lost 20 pounds so many times in my life that, um, I don't know, it is, it is something that I am constantly working on, but I guess also trying to find a place where I'm like happy with how I look rather than Mm -hmm. hitting a number.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. The yeah, numbers it's, are.
1: Outward, it, it's like outward, you know, we hung out with friends in the early 2000s, late 2000s. What do you call that
0: time period? I don't know.
1: 2007, 2008.
0: <laughs> I don't know. What is that called? 2000s. Yeah. Because then it was the 2010s, right? Yeah, I don't know. 2010s. Yeah. yeah. 2000s, 2000s. Yeah. So the late 2000s. Um, Good music. Yeah. Bad fashion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's always good music somewhere. Um, But, like, you know, we'd have – we had friends who were, like, really thin and, like, did whatever. And you don't always know that people's bodies are different. So Mm -hmm. how do you learn how to appreciate what you have and be happy with what you have and not feel that pressure? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's probably something that a lot of people are age constantly I mean, I know I'm constantly talking to friends about if if it's not me wanting to lose weight, which I generally always am, we've talked about that before. You're like, Focus on five pounds, not twenty pounds. I'm like, Yeah, okay, whatever.
0: One pound at a time. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Um
1: But if it's not me, like it's other you know, I have other friends that are constantly talking about it too, and it's I don't know. It's, it doesn't so much feel like a
0: societal pressure as much anymore, but it's still back there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I definitely think. Okay, I hate to say this, but this is just the honest truth. Because um, you're right. Back in the '90s, <laughs> do you ever do you follow that guy on, on TikTok? He's like, "It was the '90s." <laughs> anyway, no. Okay. Anyway, it's all these like crazy, like hilarious. <laughs> I will send you his one, page.
1: <laughs> there's like one guy on TikTok that I follow, and he is this really hot guy who chops wood. That's it.
0: Oh, I think I follow him too. Mm-hmm. I think he had did something with a watermelon recently too. <laughs> yeah,
1: squeezed it with this size.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, BRB going on TikTok. <laughs> oh wait, we're recording a podcast. Um <laughs> I'm all distracted now. But (laughs) the the 90s guy, definitely different kind of TikTok vibe. (laughs) But anyway, um, he talks about just all these crazy things in the 90s. And I'm like, in the 90s and early 2000s, it was, you know, Kate Moss and all the Victoria's Secret Angels. I remember my MySpace background was, uh, was it Alessandra Ambrosio? Like, or one of them but they were you know stick skinny models and it was just Paris Hilton right it was that era and even the fashion was geared towards that we used, body to, go
1: type. To, we used to watch the Victoria's Secret fashion show at the gym
0: yeah oh yeah I, I used to watch that in college all the time with my college roommate yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was like the thing to watch yeah, yeah. I think do they still like, I don't was even know. to you play. at the gym before.
1: Like, oh, we did geez.
0: that. Yeah. Oh, we're like on the treadmills. <laughs> like, what are the ellipticals? Oh, no. Probably like watching the... <laughs> Oh, gosh. It's
1: yeah. It was on like Tuesday
0: nights or something. Yeah. I can't remember. But, you know, that was just what we aspired to be. And I mean, honestly, if you think about it back then, um, and this, so this goes for our generation and, I, and older people too. We had very limited access to what beauty looked like. Mm-hmm. We had, you know, a set number of magazines, a set number of shows, right? And they all yeah. showed the same thing. And everything was super airbrushed. And that was back before we had the tools to airbrush our own photos We couldn't Photoshop. So it was like, oh my gosh, I could never get my skin to have zero pores on Glamour Magazine or whatever. You know, you thought this was real, at least I did. And there's always something that you could, there's an, oh my God, page number three. Yeah, let me lose
1: 10 pounds before the dance. But it's interesting that you say that before I lose this thought. um, Because there's so many, I feel like negative things about social media, but I feel like what you're saying right now is maybe a really positive one where people have the opportunity to see people of all shapes and sizes, skin colors, ethnicities, whatever. Um, so you're exposed to a lot more, but you know, I guess depending on like kind of person you are, you know, just how your brain works, like that could be Mm -hmm. a positive or maybe it could be a negative too. Like Mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, if all you're seeing, then the algorithm I guess is where, you might get into trouble by, you know, constantly being fed a tall, skinny girl, which is what we saw on Cosmo and
0: YM and Oh my gosh. J fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> With the the center fold you could like pull out the four pages that were connected and it was like an in sync poster. <laughs> yeah.
1: The Abercrombie bags.
0: Oh, Abercrombie bags. PTSD too soon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Did they still
0: look trailer. like that? I've been I've been hearing to go into Abercrombie. That's the place to go for jeans. You had them. Yeah, you yeah. had them in Miami. I'm like, oh yeah. I've been hearing from you. But also like, <laughs> I mean, so many people in their thirties, they're catering to Abercrombie. Or Abercrombie's catering to us. So right. Abercrombie, sponsor that us. Is, yeah. <laughs>
1: Great job, I feel like, of spanning the generations because there's, like, kids that go, you know, like, kids, mm-hmm. high schoolers, whatever that go in there. But a lot of times I find good stuff. Um, great bodysuits.
0: Um, body- Abercrombie has bodysuits? suits.
1: bodysuits.
0: Okay. They have really stepped it up because the last time I was in there, it was a $90 sweatshirt that my mom was not going to buy me. <laughs>
1: I still have my $90 sweatshirt and something about like something inside me, it's just not going to get rid of it, but (laughs) they don't do, they don't have like the models on the bags. And uh, Mm. obviously they have gotten in a lot of trouble for their, um, uh, I guess hiring policies or how they hired people that look like models and they had to be white and all of that stuff. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix.
0: I think I did see part of that and then I fell asleep. But but that's you know, that's a good point of you know, there's just so much more exposure. So you can see people like Wizzo, who are I mean, she has her her show. I think it's a show, and then she had a documentary that I recently watched. Lacey's really into documentaries, so I watch them all the time. Oh, there <laughs> and you go. I, I normally make it through about half and then yeah. fall asleep. But oh, but these like body positive um, messages, and you see people, even the you know models, not just with Abercrombie, but across the board, are every body really like every yeah. body you know, and oh, I mean, that's nice because I mean there's a couple websites that I will shop on, and the one thing that makes me so mad is it's the same two or three models. They mm-hmm. have afterpay, so I continue to shop with them.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> we were talking about. Um, I was talking to somebody about Zara. It's like they have one model, and mm-hmm. or, you know, it's like I like the ones that have options, but yeah, the options are like the two extremes. Like, where's your where's your average girl? Like, where's your average person? Like,
0: right?
1: I, I don't. Right? And maybe show me a
0: size. Them. You know, six, eight, 10, 12. Show yeah. me those sizes. Not just double zero zero and a two, you know, and then plus size.
1: Yeah.
0: How about clothes for everybody, right? Right. I mean, and that's not to say, you know, I don't think people who are who are a size zero, um, that that's not a bad thing, right? Some people are just yeah. small people, and you know, your friend who we were with, she is very petite, and yeah. she was, yeah. you know, contributing to the body dysmorphia, sharing, you know, about the control. And that's kind of her route, but I mean, any body type can have body dysmorphia and it's just, you know, it is interesting just even with the models, you know, it makes me mad whenever I go on a website and I see that it's all, you know, it's all one something, right? There's no diversity even with models. Right. But I I can look at something and say, that is going to look really good on you. But me, who also, I have zero torso. It's literally two inches, like, long. Yeah,
1: like my – Really long legs. legs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I'm like, what happened? Did I get stuck or something, like, out of the womb, like, pulling, you know? But I literally have zero torso. And that's always been my, quote, unquote, problem area, that that's my most self-conscious feature. Um but and you know big whip, rib cage, like big chest, it's just it's something I'm comfortable with now. But growing up it was just I didn't look like all my really petite friends. You know, I was always uh, the like also I'm, I'm really tall, so I'm just like a big person, you know? Yeah. And um I was always just bigger than everybody. And it's just – so, you know, when you see these – it just makes me mad whenever I see these websites with clothes where it's like that is not going to look like that on me.
1: Right, right. At all.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah. It's – I don't know. It's confusing.
1: It's hard. And everybody's doing online shopping these days. So I guess your best bet is just buy it all and return it or, you know, hope for the best. Make sure they have a good return policy.
0: I know. I'm that person who – just never returns it. Mm, I've gotten better about it. <laughs> I just... If it's I have to go better. back... Do you have to go back to the post office? Or FedEx? So
1: it's interesting. Like I returned... Remember those... So I bought a pair of shoes a couple weeks ago. Shoes are great because usually they fit, right? Well, these just looked a little cheap. And um, they were 130 bucks. So 130 Not bucks cheap, is a little yeah. too much money to spend on a cheap looking pair of shoes. And they... Actually, well, I'm lucky I live in an area where I can walk to a lot of places, but they just did this easy return thing, and I took it to this FedEx Kinko's store, and they just like scanned the little QR code on my phone, and I dropped it off, and they took it. Same thing when I I ordered um, a latex skirt from Skims.
0: (laughs) If Skims says it's latex. As one does. I okay.
1: It was cute for Miami, and kind of like my like um my like black uh, Spanx leggings that are like the patent leather, patent leather, the,
0: like the squeaky pants.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I legit legitimately brought. Hair oil out
0: with me one night so I could lube up my (laughs) ass. Yeah, honestly, I get commercials for this all the time. I never bought those. I I have Spanx. I swear by Spanx. I love Spanx. Um, But just, just, (laughs) yes. I, you know what? I hate shopping, and you get clothes, and I'm like, that's cute. I want it too. I also have a
1: short torso.
0: I know. I'm like, hey, that looks good on you. I'm gonna buy it too. What are the last four or five things I bought? Sorry. Um, We live in different cities. If we move to Miami together, this is going to be great. Then we can only one of us has to buy it. (laughs) We're going to save so much money. Um, But yes, I was going to say, just disclaimer, if you see those pants, they are really cute, but they do make noise.
1: (laughs) They look really good too.
0: They're audible. They're um, yeah. pleasing to the eyes and the ears. <laughs>
1: I don't know if pleasing to the ears is quite the description.
0: If you're, into, with, if you're into squeaks.
1: <laughs> so well, I will say, too, like, one thing that I was thinking about when we were in Miami, um, you know, when we went there, it's like, oh, all these people are going to be, like, s- skinny, tall, beautiful. And I, I really felt like that I didn't feel... Self conscious when we were there at all. I felt like there were people of all shapes and sizes. We went out to a club. The kids were wearing sneakers. Meg was very jealous of that.
0: I, no, no, no. I was not jealous. I was mad. It's, mad. There's a difference. <laughs> because <laughs> I wanted to wear joggers and sneakers, and you made me wear a see through shirt and four inch heels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You could have worn sandals,
1: <laughs> but not the joggers.
0: I was not jealous. I was angry. <laughs> yeah. Rest, what do you have with joggers? Two- Sequin. Because
1: we were getting dressed up. And I was yes, yes. Two- I was happy two- to dress two- up. Great set.
0: <laughs> I hadn't worn stilettos out in probably, it's been years. <laughs> Pre COVID, for sure. And then it hit 2 a.m., and I was you like, are we are going winning. home. My feet are so bad.
1: <laughs> you were still out of Scottsdale on your
0: birthday. That was probably the last time. <laughs> that was over a year ago.
1: <laughs> but I did feel kind of old because I was like, oh, shit, I'm wearing heels. Kids aren't wearing heels anymore. <laughs> so yeah. But I just, I felt like it was a very, I don't know, it was interesting that the topic of Um, you know, body dysmorphia and body, like, you know, being self-conscious about whatever part of your body it was came up because that entire time, like me, somebody who's generally very self-conscious about whatever body part, I felt like I didn't feel like, oh my God, I'm going to be so fat going out tonight. Oh my God. You know, like I felt Mm -hmm. like it was pretty, I don't know. It was just a great, I don't know, great energy, great, mindset great mm-hmm. people everywhere were just and maybe that's the way things are going now people are just more accepting of every mm-hmm. every different body
0: yeah I, I definitely felt that way too like very comfortable aside from the stilettos uh, situation <laughs> overall very comfortable Mentally in my body
1: comfortable not physically comfortable i was not
0: comfortable in my clothes i was comfortable in my body <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um yeah I packed a whole suitcase of everything and I wore the, the joggers <laughs> twice. <laughs> like, I just don't want to wear. <laughs> anyway, it's a whole other podcast. I hate clothes. Just let me wear black. Um, you did so wear black that night. <laughs> I, I think I wore black the whole weekend. You know, it was really funny because I I spoke to like 250 <laughs> – I almost said 250,000. It was two hundred fifty. 10th grade girls is where I was going, uh, on Valentine's day about body image and self-love. And it was funny cause I told this story about basically being made fun of for my clothes that I used to wear because I got, I wore hand-me-downs. I wore garage sale clothes. I wore my boy cousins hand-me-downs. I had no idea I was wearing boy clothes until somebody told me <laughs> in a very mean way. <laughs> I know it's very traumatizing. Um, But the point was, it was funny because just on the top of of clothes, I was texting my sister afterwards and none of my siblings, I have three siblings, none of us care at all about clothes. And I think it's because we grew up and I was always like, you're getting this garage, what's it called? Garage sale, um, hand me down, or we can't afford this clothes or no, we're not going to Abercrombie. Like here's this garage sale outfit, right? And so now I think all of us are, are just- there
1: a lot of garage sales or what?
0: Oh my gosh. Every Saturday, my grandma would take us with her. We would fight to go, who got to go garage sailing because she would not take all of us. Oh, and that's crazy. Yes, right. <laughs> Why not take four kids to a garage sale on a Saturday? Because um, no, no, no. I'm sure she would have, but she always bought so much stuff that there was only room for one of us in the car. <laughs> So anyway, I, none of us are into clothes, and I think it's because my family just never—we never like cared about my parents. They didn't really dress. I mean, they looked nice, but it was never fashionable clothing or anything. I think my dad still wears the same stuff he wore in the nineties. <laughs> <90s. laughs> so I feel like you care a little bit. I I care a little you bit more love now. About
1: shopping. <laughs>
0: I've talked about (laughs) shopping. Yeah. I just, that's why I just like wearing black. It's just easy, you know? I could wear this shirt tomorrow and you would have no idea. It's the same shirt. I'm over here looking
1: like Steve Jobs, also wearing black.
0: (laughs) Right. You look like you run Theranos. I'm not under investigation. I don't know what happened to her. That's a whole different topic. She's going to jail in April in Texas. Anyway, different podcast, but yeah. Um great documentary. Speaking of that, (laughs) Lacey made me watch that one. (laughs) It is a great documentary. But anyway, um I can't remember where we were going from here, but just I think I think honestly, this tangent, as we are both Enneagram Sevens, I'm gonna trace it back. We started with the latex skirt, that's where that came from, and skims. Yeah. But um so Kim Kardashian, right? Let's go back to the early 2000s. And I, like I said, I was always curvy. I had, you know, the the boobs, the butt, everything. No no torso, but long legs, boobs and a butt, right? And nobody had that and that it was not in style. And here's the funny thing. As much as I don't love Kim Kardashian and what she stands for and kind of just everything about her... No offense, Kim, if you're listening to this (laughs) podcast. Not really sure what
1: she stands for.
0: Yeah, I just, I'm not like really about her. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't follow them on Instagram or watch her show or anything. But um, when she became who, you know, Kim K, that's when that body type, the Kirby, came into style. And all of a sudden it was like I went from being an outsider to being like trying to cover up everything and being uncomfortable in my body to, oh, my gosh, your body is in style now. And yeah. I think – I mean I, I saw what a couple of months ago that Heroin Chic is back in and they're trying to get everybody back to the super skinny, you know, model of whatever that – like Kate Moss, the Paris Hilton's, you know. Um, but it's just interesting that – not clothes can also go out of style, but so can body types. I think that's okay. really messed up.
1: Have you ever seen that? Um, I don't know if it's like a reel or a TikTok or whatever, but it's like body body types like over the last couple decades, and it's like Mm-mm. it's crazy. It's really cool. If I find it, I'll send it to you. But like, yeah, send me all. i um, tag like, it. It's constantly changing, which mm-hmm. is just. It's true, but it's wild. But it's, I don't, I don't. I wish I had a reason, like why,
0: you know. I think if I had to guess, and I don't know, fashion, right, trends. Um, you know how many women spend money trying, you know, uh, to put fat in their bodies, right, in certain places, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you go from okay, now I need more clothes that's going to fit my body. Okay, so let's buy this style of clothes, but then. In this season, you know, in this era, now skinny's in. So now you're going to spend all this money on diet culture. Right. And then...
1: So people are still getting BBLs and doing all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, then what happens? Then do you decide you don't want your butt anymore? <laughs> you know? Like, do they suck? I get... You get butt lipo? I don't... I don't know. I don't know how it works.
0: I, I don't know. I don't, but... I guess that's something that You're I, like, mean, I you don't would,
1: have to worry about. That.
0: <laughs> i All right, I know. Mine's there no matter what. <laughs> um, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you would do. I guess people probably do different things, you know? Yeah. But I remember being at Pizza Hut. Ooh. And <laughs> I was, for <laughs> from Book It. I yeah. think I was, I, I want to say I was 16 and I had a boyfriend because he put – I got this sticker out of the little – I don't know. You play a game or something, get a sticker. And I remember very specifically – and this this had to have been during that era of heroin chic Mm -hmm. because my mom, who's always been very self-conscious about her weight and growing up, she was like eat a cracker a day kind of person – and she always, she had, you know, slim fast bars and shakes growing up and didn't really eat much. And she was always just self-conscious about her weight and really tried to be really skinny. Mm-hmm. And I got this sticker and it said, don't worry, one day big butts will be back in style. <laughs> I don't know why that was at Pizza Hut in like one of their sticker machines. But weird. It's so weird, right? So that was probably 2003, maybe, 2002. And and I just remember her laughing hysterically, like, oh, my gosh, that's never going to happen. And yeah. And then it went on. My boyfriend's guitar case. <laughs>
1: but, How romantic.
0: I know, right? But it's just interesting, you know, to think about um, at that point in time. Oh my gosh, this body type is never going to be right, you know. But
1: in it's style. interesting
0: too because it's like,
1: okay, you want a big butt, but then like your thighs still shouldn't touch.
0: It's like, right, the thigh gap. And I don't it, it makes me so mad cuz as an adult now, I can identify when something's been massively photoshopped in yeah. a, in a magazine or online. And you can clearly tell, like, there's no way that this person's thighs would go like this. And right. then I think about all these young girls who right. don't know that that's not real. Right. Well, I mean, going back to you, you don't, you
1: don't Photoshop or filter your pictures anymore, right?
0: So like, no, I committed... on that. Yeah, right. Um I I used to, though, and I remember being very self-conscious about photos, especially in fitness. You know, I've been in fitness for almost 10 years, mm-hmm. and again, Kirby was not always it. You're in a most – you know, just generalizing here, but most people are very – like that thin, athletic look, no butt, no boobs, you know? Right. And that was just kind of the look for a, an instructor. Right. And then I did not, again, fit that mold. So I remember definitely at the beginning, especially when I went to boutique fitness, where you kind of level up in a certain level of, you know, aesthetics and skills and, you know, talents. And it's just a smaller group of people that are all pretty much full-time this, right? That was their full-time right. profession. And I just – I always would Photoshop my pictures to make it look nothing crazy, but just like a little, you know, side boob thing here or just the back fat here in a sports bra because I didn't want to be, you know, the biggest instructor or I didn't want somebody to think that I looked out of shape. Right. You know? But, I mean, that could be a whole
1: conversation in itself. One of my solid core instructors recently posted – Um, I mean, you know, I do solid core all the time. I love it. It's a workout. Like I've never, I don't know, it just works out a different part of my body. So I really, something I would never get to on my own. Um, and I'm still chasing being, you know, being fit. I think being fit is the look that I'm going for, but, um, he posted on his Instagram, do you feel like your trainers and coaches need to be in shape in order to be a coach that you would follow. And I struggled with trying to answer that honestly, because immediately I'm thinking, yes.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I don't know. I mean, he's a thin man. um, And I don't know if he was taking it from that way or talking about somebody who's maybe a little bit bigger or or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like to your point about like, I don't want to look like I'm out of shape. But if you're trying to teach me how to, which, I mean, I think we're all, all, each our own worst critics as far as, you know, body image and, you know, oh God, there's like, it's pinching my skin there. It looks like fat, like whatever. We're our own worst critics when it comes to looking at pictures of ourselves, generally, mm-hmm. except if in middle school, like everybody's a jerk. Um, I <laughs> now, but I don't think so. I think they're still jerks. Um for whatever reasons. But yeah, when I, I think when I look at somebody who is coaching um, whatever it is, whatever class I'm taking or whatever workout I'm doing, like I would be more inclined to take somebody who is fit. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it is an interesting thought, but I mean, I know that there are some instructors whose bodies are just bigger and they teach a great class. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's like me, my mindset, or somebody else's, or somebody else's. <laughs> if that's like a general consensus, like I don't know. That's what you would think.
0: It, yeah, I, I can see both sides, right? Because I am a fitness instructor, but I'm also someone who takes fitness classes. <laughs> right, right. So. I think I kind of have a little inside insider perspective, but I, I, I am both right, and I think that's the hard part because uh, you might not even be consciously doing it, but you might be unconsciously doing that, right? And and everybody does that. Like, oh, I want to look at that. I want to go to this person's class, right? right? Um, and also, I think it's a mix of. You know, I don't think it's black and white where it's, oh, you look amazing, but if you have no skills and you your class is actually terrible and, you know, all these other components of being an instructor are amiss, right. would I go to that class just because that person, no. you know, looks like that? Or is it a, an extra thing? And then on the other side, it's like, hey, all you're so fun, you're motivating, you're energizing, you make me want to come to class, so I do. But, you know, you don't look the part per se.
1: Right.
0: I think, you know, there's this big area. And again, it's, yeah, like you said, instructors, and I think it is becoming less taboo. But instructors have different body types. And I think, especially after COVID, people want relatability. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a huge, huge trend we'll call it, you know, even on social media, it used to be, you know, before COVID it was professional pictures of everyday people, right? Everyone was just picture, 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 picture. And then it moved to, Oh, Hey, now we're super casual because no one's brushed their hair in two weeks because it's COVID right, right, right. <laughs> and my recycling bin is jiggling, you know, and making me clink, 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 every, every Monday, you know, and, right. <laughs> and then, and then it was like, "Oh, we're all a little bit heavier now than we were. We haven't worked out in months or sometimes years, depending on what happened and where you were. Right. And we got out of our our healthy eating habits or whatever it is. So, you know, I think it's definitely different. and now people wanted connections. So even on social media, it's like, hey, show me who you really are. I want to know I want to know who you are. Don't just show me this picture perfect person. So maybe instructors would be affected, you know, even with that.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, I find that I take classes from people I connect with um, mm-hmm. or just like, you know, I feel like I have some, when they're, when they're teaching the class and maybe they make a joke that resonates with me or whatever in solid core specifically in soul cycle, I go back to the like old favorites that I have, <laughs> Um, but like personal training, if it's somebody who's like, you're talking to about your body goals, I don't know. It's an, it's an interesting, um, thing to ponder, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm learning, Oh, let's, I wish I had more of, I did sports all throughout high school, ate whatever my mom, you know, gave us. Um, and then. As long as it wasn't, I didn't like chili or meatloaf for lasagna.
0: Ooh, <laughs> I like lasagna, but that first two, ooh, uh, yeah, I'm coming around to
1: lasagna. But um, I like, you know, I we did didn't really learn about we like ate healthy according to whatever our parents put in front of us right so then like in college you know you've been drinking and eating pizza and well at least if
0: you're me um (laughs) I think everybody does that in college everything's five dollars this whole piece is five dollars okay
1: yeah and kind of working out and then after college it's like oh I can do whatever I want oh then I moved to Pittsburgh and
0: they put french fries on freaking salads so yeah I grew up with that (laughs) What do you mean French fries aren't on salads anywhere else? (laughs) Right.
1: And, you know, now I feel like there's just so many more resources of how can you eat healthy? Because I guess what I was trying to get to the entire time I was going through all these phases is that it's for me truly not necessarily like working out makes me feel good physically and mentally. And it's like a healthy, um, I don't know, a healthy channel of my energy. Um, but like the eating component is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it's all about like making sure you get the, uh, the high, you know, high, high fiber fruits and veggies, like all that good stuff, protein in there. And maybe not so many potatoes <laughs> <laughs> or chips <laughs> or car, you know, like it's not necessarily even just carbs though. It's like cheese and fattiness. you know, like all, it's, and yeah. it's interesting how I, here I am 39 years old and like, it's like you've, I've gone through different phases and tried different things that have worked for me to lose weight and be at places where I thought I'd be happy with myself and it's like oh
0: this is what I had to do the whole time <laughs> yeah right Well I think um, I think we have so much more to talk about so wow. we are going to be continuing on part two so definitely tune in next week for part two and I think a good point that we can talk about next week is, the food pyramid that we all grew up with. Speaking of that, um, I'd like to continue to talk about you know, social media and even just the thing with instructors and fitness, um, This all these parts of body image. And then you said that you would share your own story about plastic surgery and you're someone who's extremely active and physical. And I think there's a lot of taboo around that too of it's gotta be this or that. So tune in to hear Elena's plastic surgery story. So um about Botox, fillers, plastic surgery, all yeah. All the things. <laughs> all, all of the things and also like what it comes down to um of lessons that I've learned that Elena's learned of things that help you too. So what can you do? You know, we've kind of identified all these problems. So Tune in next week for part two of the conversation and all these amazing things that we've realized that can actually help you too. So that's all we got for you today. Um, I know I believe that you can create your own life, your fate. I know Elena believes the same thing. So if we could leave you with just one thing, it would be this. Expect Expect good good things (laughs) always. Always. (laughs) And they will happen crushed it all right we'll see y'all next week thanks guys